everybody watching today, no matter what culture you're in or where you're from, you love good things being done for you. I mean, that's just who we are. I mean, nobody, no, well, let me, let me back up. Very few people get angry when you do something nice for them. There are those, those people, but none of them are watching right now because they're all being angry at somebody. Um, that's just the way it is. So uh, several months ago, I pulled up to Chick-fil-A. And, 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 and by the way, I, I know I use Chick-fil-A a lot in illustrations, but it's Chick-fil-A, so you got to. Um, I should get like some kind of marketing retainer or something like that. But they're closed on Sunday, so sorry about that. Anyway, so I pulled up Chick-fil-A to the window, and I got, you know, and when you're at Chick-fil-A, they confirm your order 787 times. Do, do, you, do you still want the Yes, I, same thing I ordered three feet ago. That's exactly what I want. Thank you. Yes, I told four people the same thing. So you finally get up to the window, and I'm a little frustrated because I've confirmed my order 17 times, and the lady at the window said, oh, sir, um, the car in front of you, said to tell you they took care of your meal. And I was like, this is the best day ever. This is awesome. Like they took care of my meal. And 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 they did it and they kind of left. They didn't do it and kind of, you know, stop and turn around and go. Like they 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 were gone. It was like a really random act of kindness. And so this was my thought. I thought, you know what? I should pay it forward. I should just take care of the car behind me. And so I told the lady, I said, you know what? That is incredible. That, that's like a godly thing to do. And she nodded her head. I said, let me go ahead and get that car behind me. And she smiled and she said, okay. And she pulled it up and she said, that'll be $42.45. And I was like, are, are y'all selling in like whole chickens now? Like, like what, 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 what I should have done, what I should have done, what I should have done is looked in my rearview mirror. Because had I done... Had I done that, I would have, I'm just being honest, I probably wouldn't have done it. Because when I looked in my rearview mirror, I saw a mom with, with 562 kids in her minivan. And they were all, like none of them were in their seatbelts. Games were flying. The mo, I mean, the mom's trying to find stuff in her purse. She is saying words that I am 100% sure God does not approve of. I mean, I, I was just, I was sitting there. And, and, and the lady at the window was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, she, she needs some help. I'm, if this is the least I can do. I said, just tell her, just tell her when she pulls up that somebody took care of it. And, and, I, and I did the same thing the car did for me. I just kind of pulled off and, and went away. But every one of us have had that experience maybe where somebody took care of something for us. And when they took care of something for us, it was super awesome. Now, the reason I bring that up is because all of us are living in a time where the world has seemingly gone crazy. This is, this is a historical time in the history of our world. We've never seen a global pandemic on this scale. And, and we get different reports every day. It's like, you do need to wear a mask. You don't need to wear a mask. I bought a ski mask and everybody got mad. So I, I don't know. I'm a, it was a mask that you do need to wear gloves. Don't wear gloves. Six feet apart, three feet apart, nine feet apart. Don't go here, but go there. And it, it's so confusing. Is so confusing, and with it comes along uncertainty. Um, like, what's going to happen in the future? Like, there are people that have lost their jobs, and that's been kind of crazy. There, there's people that are wondering, will, every, will anything ever be normal? I mean, the, the, the level of anxiety and worry in our country today is kind of like that mom in the minivan with all the kids. Like, what? in the world do you do? Things are out of control. And you know what else I've discovered? Just on a personal note, just kind of 
float this out there. Personal problems don't take a back seat when pandemics dominate the world. Like, I don't watch the news because I got enough junk of my own to deal with. Anybody relate with me on that one right there, right? Like, if, if you deal with, um, let, oh, like for the, for the people that have relationship problems, like you had relationship problems and the only time you got to get away from each other was work, and now both of you are at home, yeah, that's an issue, right? That's, that's an issue. I read the other day um, that a, uh, like a suicide prevention hotline, had their, their calls are starting to increase. People are dealing with stress and anxiety and worry. And if we could all be honest, fear and doubt. There are people that are strong in your faith that over the past week or two, <coughs> maybe you haven't been so strong. Maybe you've wondered is God really in control and is he really gonna handle this situation? And I believe, I believe with this with all my heart that God wants me to let somebody know today. I don't know who this was for. This was for me all week long because I've been studying this and God's been speaking this into me. So I just wanna let somebody know that thing you're worried about, that thing that has you stressed, that thing that has you completely freaked out, I believe God wants me to tell you, I took care of it. Now, I know what you're thinking. Don't, don't, don't you mean he's going to take care of it? No, 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 no. I don't mean he's going to. I mean he has. Because, see, God's outside of time. So he's already been there. And he's already taken care of it. I don't know what has you weighed down. I don't know what has you freaked out. It is a big deal. I would never minimize anything going on in your life. But what I do know is we have a God who is able, and he wants me to tell you today I took care of it. Now, we're going to look at a story in the, in the Gospel of Mark. And I love this story because there's some things in this story, and I know I say this every week, but I'm going to say it again. I've, I've been reading the Bible for all my life, and I've never seen the things I'm going to teach today. I've never seen, and they've always been there. But there's some things in this story that kind of fly right in the face of, if you, got, if you have a church background, what we've been told in church our entire lives. Um, there's some things in this story that all of us are going to identify with. Now, the story, uh, pre-story, like the, before the story, Jesus has been arrested. Um, he's been beaten. He's been crucified. And he's been put in the tomb. And that's where we pick up the story. This is the gospel of Mark. And Mark got all his information from Peter. Mark wrote down Peter's story. And so this isn't just in the Bible. This is like a first-hand account of what happened. This is what Mark chapter 16, verse 1 says. Saturday evening, when the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of Jan, Paul's, there's a lot of Marys in the, in the Bible. There's just a lot of Marys. They just didn't have... Lots of creativity, and they didn't have Google for baby names. So it was like Mary, 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 Mary. So Mary, Mary, all right? Mary, the mother of James, and Salome. Probably should have gone for Mary on that one too. But And Salome went out and purchased burial spices so they could anoint Jesus' body. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you ever got something wrong? Like you just got it wrong. But you got it wrong confidently, right? Being in school, I remember spelling bees. Perry, spell people. 
all. And I was confident. I was like, yes. Um, and that's why I was in first grade four times. But that's, that's beside the point. There's a lot of people, they get something and they get it wrong with confidence. I mean, everybody in here knows what it's like to get something wrong. I remember when I went to my uh, driver's test, when I was testing for my license, I failed it once. I, failed, I actually failed it three times. I got it wrong. I mean, if I'm going to get something wrong, I'm going to do it right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get wrong right. So anyway, um, th- that's, that's all of us in this room. We all know what it's like to get something wrong. And let's be honest, we all know what it's like to get something wrong in our relationship with God. No perfect people. No, all of us have screwed something up in our relationship with Jesus. That's, that's, that's our story. That's not just my story. That's our story. And that's their story. Don't miss this. Saturday evening, when the Sabbath ended, Mary, Mary, and Salami went out and purchased burial spices so they could anoint Jesus' body. This is a colossal failure. You know why? Let's back up a little bit. Jesus told his closest followers, told his closest followers, these ladies would have been included. Five times. Five times. How many times? Five. Five times he said, I'm going to be arrested. I'm going to be put on trial. I'm going to be crucified, and then I'm going to rise again. I'm going to be arrested, put on trial, crucified, tried again. Arrested. He told them five times. Now, if I tell somebody something one time, it's kind of important. If I tell you something twice, if I tell you something five times, like you better get it, right? Jesus told them five times, I'm going to rise from the dead. So, the question is, did these ladies believe Jesus? Did they take him at his word? No. Because had they taken him at his word, they would have went and bought party balloons rather than, rather than burial spices. That's weird, showing up at a funeral with party balloons, isn't it? Woo! These, these ladies, they didn't, they didn't take Jesus at his word. You ever had a hard time taking Jesus at his word? I have. I mean, I, I, I know we're not supposed to say that in church. I've, I know we're not supposed to say, I've, I've wrestled with doubt. I know we're not supposed to say that, but I'm just telling you, I've wrestled with doubt. Hey, did these ladies wrestle with doubt? Yes, they doubted the words that came out of the mouth of Jesus. If they doubted, of course we're going to doubt. Having doubt does not make us bad people. It makes us human beings. And the only way to really deal with doubt is to get it out. Because if we hold it in, oh, I'm strong in my relationship with Jesus, we will crumble from the inside. These ladies, they doubted Jesus and they didn't take him at his word. Oh, and let me ask you another question. Just, did they have faith, yes or no? No. No faith. Now, this is what we're told in church. If you don't doubt the word of God, if you take Jesus at his word, and you have faith, you will always be blessed. Now, number one, I wish that was true. 
But number two, I don't know anybody that does those three things on a consistent basis. And we're told if we don't do those things that we never get to see the miracle. I want to show you where, where that's a little off because he takes care of it. I love it when, when the scripture says, even when we are faithless, he remains faithful. God's love and God's work does not depend on our performance, period. Now, let me just pause real quick because I got to say this because there's some people that think that we can make God do certain things by praying certain prayers. Have you ever been around somebody that prays really, really, really loud? And you're like, you're, you're yelling at God, bro. He, he's not deaf. <laughs> and you're not, God's not like, okay, God, stop it. Um, God can say that. Here we go, Mark 16, 2. Very early on Sunday morning, very early, very early on Sunday morning, just at sunrise, just at sunrise, they went to the tomb. Now, anybody, a, anybody a morning person? Anybody? I'm, 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 a, I'm a semi-morning person. We should not have a conversation until I get coffee in me. If we do, it's probably not going to be a great conversation. It'll be a grunt. That's, that's all I got. Um, I get some coffee in me. I'm a morning person. Now, there are hyper-morning people. Have you ever met a hyper-morning person where they get up and like, oh, my gosh, good morning. I'm so happy to be here. And you should tase them immediately if you feel like it. Don't, 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 don't shoot them, but tasing them is okay. There's a verse somewhere in the scripture that says that, I'm sure. Um, there are morning people. And, but, you know, how we get our day started really does matter. How we start the journey really does matter. And so I believe I've got a routine in the mornings and I want to get my day started good because if you start good, there's a possibility of it going well. And so the very first thing they do is they go <laughs> just at sunrise. So um, they, they, they had a sunrise service, all right? They went to the tomb. Now, let me ask you a question. What were they expecting to find at the tomb. Dead body. It's not, this is not a trick question. Like if I told you, we're going to the graveyard, you're going to expect for dead people to be there. Okay, if I go see Frank's grave, I'm, ex I'm not expecting to see Frank at the grave. If Frank says, yo, what's up? I'm, I'm, I'm ishing my pants and, and running like a, like a banshee, right? Like I, 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 if dead people are in the tomb. So they, they, they don't believe Jesus. They don't take his word. They have no faith and they have no expectation. Sounds to me like these people should be like church disciplined and kicked out of the church. These, these aren't real Christians to have that kind of attitude. Have you ever been told, and, and, and I've, I've thought this and even said this before, the reason sometimes we don't get any revelation is because we have no expectation, but you know some of the greatest work that God has ever done on the planet is when people never saw it coming. They had no expectation, no faith, no belief, doubted Jesus at his word, and then Mark 16, 3 happens. On the way, they were asking each other, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? Now, this was a legit question. Like, it was a legit question had it been an issue. But, but they were talking about something. They, they, they were, in their minds, they went to a place where they were making up 
scenarios. For example, um, lots of people doing some binge watching over the past month, whatever, Netflix, Hulu, da 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 and I'm, I'm calling people, asking them what their recommendation is. I told somebody the other day, and they were like, have you seen The Walking Dead? And I'm like, first of all, not interested because there's like 78 seasons and there's not that many zombies in the in on in the universe like good god it's just like how many how many different ways to kill a zombie but the reason i'm not watching walking dead is because i watched the first season i watched the whole whole season and i can't i can't do it and i'm not against it i'm not judging people for it i'm just telling you two things happen number one i started having zombie nightmares and when i have zombie nightmares that's weird um and number two I would lay in my bed at night, and I, this happened about two or three nights in a row, and I, I would figure out my zombie escape plan. Like if a zombie came in this door, I had this pistol in this nightstand. Yes, I do. Um, and actually, I had two. Uh, and so I could pop the zombie, and I could like run out. But there's a zombie out there, then I have another gun, then I have the shotgun. And so when I started going down that, that rabbit hole in my mind, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm done with this because I'm, I'm making up scenarios that do not exist. And that's what we tend to do in our spiritual lives. We tend to be on our way somewhere and we're inventing scenarios that do not exist. We're inventing problems that God hadn't even thought of, right? So these ladies are talking about a problem. They're like, who will roll away the stone for us? Once again, did they believe that Jesus was alive when they were going to the tomb, yes or no? No. Did they have faith that God's word would come true? Yes or no? No. Did they have a sense of anticipation or expectation that they were about to see a miracle? Yes or no? No. They were obsessed with the obstacle that was in their way. Now, it's legit. It's a heavy stone. Some scholars say it was a ton. Some scholars say it was two tons. I don't know how big it was was big but they were more obsessed with the obstacle that was in their way than the opportunity to see a miracle and I'm not cracking on them because I've been in the very same place before and so have you what's the obstacle that you can't get past I I just tell you a couple of mine I mean it's just confession time haven't been able to go to therapy because of social distancing. So this is my therapy. Hello, my name is Perry. A couple people have been there. All right, good. Um, you have a problem getting over the past? Past is an obstacle, isn't it? I mean, it is, it is for me. And during the quarantine, this is, this is my favorite. This is my favorite. Oh, I'm just going to be honest. I want to punch people in the throat that say this to me. In the throat, throat punch, legit throat punch. You should take this time to just reflect. You should take this time to kiss my, okay, that, that's, that's what immediately pops into my mind. I'm going to write a book one day called Things I Wish I Would Have Said. And um, I don't want to reflect. I, I'm done reflecting, okay? I don't like reflecting because reflecting to, I mean, I mean, I'm not against it. You know, if you're into your yoga and you do like the little tree thing and all that stuff, that's, that's it. That's all I got right there. But if you do the tree, that's awesome. But you know that too much reflecting can lead to regret. 
And I love the song, He Loves Me. I don't have time to maintain these regrets. Yes, we should learn about the past, but we should live in the future. We should learn from the past, but live in the future. But when we live in the past, we will have no future. So the past for some of us is an obstacle, and Jesus wants somebody to know today, I took care of it. I took care of that thing that keeps you up at night. I took care of that thing you regret. I took care of that thing that you can't get up. I took care of it. I took care of it then. It's taken care of now. It's taken care of tomorrow. It's taken care of the next day. I took care of it. The addiction, the, 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 the whatever dominated your life, he took care of it. What obstacles are you obsessed with? Because this is what I know from personal experience and from the scripture. When we're obsessed with obstacles, we lose sight of the opportunities that God has for us. It doesn't mean we're going to miss out. But for me personally, I would rather focus on the opportunities than the obstacles in the way. Now, this is another thing that, like, well, obstacles only exist for ungodly people. Uh, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there. The cross was pretty much an obstacle for Jesus, and he was God in the flesh. So that the whole bad things don't happen to good people, eh, crucifixion kind of rules that out. But Jesus proves to us that obstacles can actually become opportunities because Mark says this. Now, once again, once again, let's, let's keep these ladies in mind. No faith. Don't take Jesus in his, as, at his word. No expectation. Focused on the obstacles. These ladies do not qualify as good Christians. These ladies should not be in the Christian Hall of Fame. These ladies, we, we would have to bring them into the office and kind of counsel them and kind of pump them up with some, some, some Jesus juice and kind of let them know, hey, listen, you, you better get your act together. You're not a good Christian. But then something happened. Mark chapter 16, verse 4 says, but as they arrived, they looked up. Their, their, their focus changed, which all of us need that from time to time. This week, this past week, true story. I had one of the biggest crisis of my life. It was for, for about three minutes, my world fell completely apart and I did not know what to do. I didn't know who to call. I was, I was hopeless. I was, my internet went out. That's what happened. My Wi-Fi just crashed. I'm like, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Like this, this is like in a quarantine. Like I, I can't even see what happens to the Tiger King. God, I mean, what, what's, I mean, you know this is important to me, Jesus. And, and I, was, I was freaking out because my Wi-Fi was down. And if you have the, the Wi-Fi going down, that's not good. And I'm, I'm, I'm literally losing my mind. And then I had this thought. Now, this happens every time. Every time something techie breaks down, I'll call the people. You get transferred seven times. You're on hold. And finally, the person goes, okay, sir, have you tried unplugging it and plugging it back in? 
And I always go, nope. Sir, would you mind unplugging? And it always works. It always works. So in the middle of freaking out, because I was freaking out, I thought, you know what? All the smart people talk about unplugging it and plugging it back in. I just had that thought. Just unplug it and plug it back in. So I unplugged it and counted to 10, because they always say count to 10. So I unplugged it, counted to 10, plugged it back in, and it worked. Wi-Fi is fixed. Problem solved, because I paused for a second, thought about it. That's one of the reasons I believe we need church. That's one of the reasons I believe we need the scriptures. That's one of the reasons I believe we need, we need each other. Because as we're wrestling with our faith, and as we're wrestling with doubt, and as we're wrestling with uncertainty, we've got to learn how to look up. Not look down, not look back, not look around, but look up. The psalmist says in Psalm 121, verse 1 and 2, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and earth. I look up. I look up, not to the side. I look up to the mountains. When I was in treatment in Arizona, this verse, these verses really came alive to me. Because I would go and stand outside, and it was the desert, and they had these really, really, really huge mountains. And I would look at these mountains, and I would be reminded of this scripture. That I look up. Because the mountains are pointing up. The mountains are pointing to something greater, someone greater, something greater than everything that we are wrestling with. And today, I hope that no matter how much uncertainty is going on in your life, no matter how much craziness is happening, no matter how, how much you're wrestling with faith or how much you're wrestling with doubt or how much you're wrestling with fear, I hope for just, just a second today that you'll look up and you'll know that he is a God who is in complete control and he really can do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. Because don't miss this, these ladies who had no faith, who did not believe Jesus, who had no sense of expectation, who should not, according to a lot of people, even be in the story these ladies the rest of the verse says but as they arrived they looked up and saw the stone which was very large had been rolled aside in other words when they got there Jesus was saying I took care of it that thing that you were worried about all the way here I took care of it and these three don't, don't miss this these three ladies who were filled with doubt, who were filled with discouragement, and who were filled with disbelief, got a front row seat to the greatest miracle that's ever happened in the history of the world, the resurrection. So having, once again, let me say it, having doubt, having uncertainty, not really knowing if you believe anymore, that doesn't disqualify you from seeing a miracle. And for those of you that really are freaked out about the future, this is what I know. He's already taken care of it. What's our economy going to he, he took care of it. What's the, he took care of it. He took care of our sin. He took care of our shame. He took care of our guilt. He took care of the blame that gets put on us. He took 
care of the sorrow. He took care of everything. He took care of the thoughts that condemn us. He's taken care. If we would just stop inventing scenarios and let him take care of it. He took care of it. He took care of you. He's taking care of you. That's why when we sing that song that we were singing a while ago, hallelujah, 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 that literally means, yes, God, God be praised. Yes, God be praised. God be praised. And as we sing hallelujah, what I'm hoping and praying it does is it builds our faith and it builds our hope and it builds our encouragement where we can know that the word of God really is true. He really will take care of us. No matter how uncertain our situation is, we have a God who is in complete control.